Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 102. Today, we're going to be talking about what we are watching, and we will discuss the latest TV shows and movies that have captured our interest. But before we dive in, I would like to know, how are you doing, Diana? I am doing wonderful, Brooke. Yay! It's Valentine's Day today. I love it. (laughs) I'm so happy to be spending time with you on Valentine's Day. Uh, Yeah, I'm so excited to be with you, too. So we are recording remotely, and I am so far away from you right now. I am, like, stretching my arms to you because I am in a completely new state. I know you are. I love it. I love it. So what is your weather like today? It's nice. The sun is out, and I'm just happy. It's a great day. Oh, I'm glad the sun is shining in your neck of the woods. We've got some sun here, too. Well, good. I know you had a long drive. We were talking about road trips and everything, which was interesting, but that's for another show, right? We'll have to do road trip movies. Oh, that would be great. I totally felt like, I feel like Chevy Chase every time we uh, travel to our destination because I'm the driver. And then I always laugh and giggle (laughs) at the scene where he's like, you know, meeting up with that red hot rod car, you know, the, the the beautiful lady in her red car. Christy Brinkley, yes. And so I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> that is just so funny, you know, when you're on a long drive like that and just to envision that happening. It was so cute. I love it. My gosh, we need to do road trip movies. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, oh, that sounds very exciting. <laughs> it is fun. I know. I love our themes. And so today I have a question for you. You do. Yes. And it like, I guess it would kind of pertain to a theme uh, podcast. And that would be what is your favorite romantic movie since we are on Valentine's Day? Okay. So the first movie that really came to mind was Notebook because I just love uh, that movie. It makes me cry. It makes me think about love and, and, you know, growing together and just, ah, I just love that movie. And if you have not watched it, you must go watch it. It is so good. Um, But ultimately, I would say my uh, favorite romantic movie has got to be Titanic. It just really, it captured my heart. I just love that movie. I could watch it you know, just put it on the television, watch it. Uh, Me and my husband could watch it together. He enjoys that movie also. So that would be my choice, Titanic. Those are great ones. Really good. Very tearjerker type movies. I know. I like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But Brooke, what about you? What would be your favorite romantic movie? Yes. You know what? Um, Initially, it's funny. My first initial thought was uh, The Devil Wears Prada, even though she's not, uh, well, I guess it's an interesting pick because you think romantic, like, oh, she's in love with this uh, human, but she's she's in love with this job. And she does have a boyfriend, but she really does have to choose uh, her job or her I guess her boyfriend in a way. And so that one, I, I love that movie. And my, my second pick would be Gone with the Wind. That one just is true to my heart. Uh, I feel like uh, when I watched it two years ago, I learned from the movie, uh, because it's during the Civil War time and, um, the, the, the love interest and just the, the love, 
um, entanglement. You know, it just took over a course of so many years and so much happened in between the time of their love. And so I, I watched that movie the first time when I was a child, watched it again a couple of years ago. Love it. Highly recommend it. You learn so much from that time period. I love that movie too. I watched it as a kid and uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. I loved that there was such a large time span. And so we saw uh, her grow, Scarlett, uh, grow so much uh, through all the years and how she changed. And so um, I really appreciate movies like that. And so I just, I love that movie and I love that pick. So I think it's awesome. That's a great Great. Thank you. So friends out there, we want to know what is your favorite romantic movie? Let us know. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram, subscribe to our website. The link is in our bio. Yes. Okay, Brooke, we have watched so many uh, TV shows and movies, and we wanted to share that with everyone in case, you know, people want to know what to watch next. So the first one that we're going to talk about that really kind of captured my interest right after uh, Christmas, and I just totally binge watched it. And uh, that would be Bridgerton. Brooke, I want to know, what are your thoughts about this show? Oh, I was really excited to uh, watched this show, Bridgerton. It was so funny because I was just at home and one of my girlfriends had posted about it. And I'm like, ooh, what's this? Because I saw the trailer, um, the photograph for the trailer and I, and I loved the, the time period. But then I noticed immediately that there were all these people of color and I just was like, oh, this is going to be incredible. So uh, when I finally sat down to watch it, it just was magical. It really, truly was to see such diversity, and and it was hip yes. as well. Yeah, you know, I these agree. Beautiful young people, and then their generations guiding them through life. And I loved how you know they would host all these balls and parties and. They would get dressed up, but really the music caught so much of my attention because I'm like, I love this. I know this song. And it was in orchestra, um, um, or, you know, being replayed in, uh, instrumentals and orchestras instead of it being the current song that we hear on the radio. And, and I, and I was so interested in the, amount of diversity. And I mean, it was quite powerful, in my opinion, to see these people and their wealth and rising to the top and just there's different status, of course. And I and I just really appreciated all of that. And it's a time period that I love watching. And it's also um, in a country that I love watching. And so for it to be presented in in such a manner where we can all kind of picture ourselves yeah in that time period and be, being that all these people that we folk a lot of the people that we focus on were young um i'm going to 
open up a little bit about me right now because when I was, uh, let's just say, high school age and the social scene in high school, tragically for me, I did not fit in. And I felt oh, that there was man. not as much of the diversity that I was able to see in this show. So that really truly meant everything to my heart to have that ability um, to see past the color of your skin. Yeah. In a time period where we're still growing and developing, um, but to to be able to picture, okay, say, what if that's what life was like already setting us up at that time and where would we be now? I just really thought that was um, moving, monumental, uh, powerful. It gave me strength as a woman, as a human. And so um, I'm very proud that they were able to produce such a amazing display for us to all see and learn oh, from. Yes, in a in a yeah f- drama series, you know, it just yeah. it meant so much to me. Yeah, I you just said it perfectly, and I really appreciate that you captured all the things that stuck out to me. Also, you know, this came out right after Christmas, and I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. It just really captured my interest. Um, for those of you not familiar with the story, it follows Daphne, who's the eldest daughter of a very powerful. Bridgerton family as she makes her debut on Regency London's competitive marriage market, which is all very interesting in itself, which is scary, right? Being a woman in that day and age and having to live your life a certain way and having things arranged. And I I don't know, it's just, you just kind of put yourself into this and wonder how you would react and how you know, wrong some of it feels and, and uh, you know, how far we've come since then. Thank goodness. But I was hooked the first episode. I was sucked in at the moment Daphne Bridgerton bumped into the Duke of Hastings. You knew it was going to be a wild romantic ride after that initial introduction. These two actors have an amazing chemistry and are beautiful to look at. There is love, passion, sex, secrecy, scandal, along with a gossip paper written by unidentified Lady Whistledown, who threatens to expose some of these noble families. And what stood out to me was what stood out to you was the diversity. Thank goodness there was diversity in this show. The production value was just beautiful and amazing. And, um, of course, the music. I noticed it right away. Uh, I kept saying, God, that song sounds so familiar. I'm like, is that Billie Eilish? I'm like, it is. And uh, along with Ariana Grande and Maroon 5 and Taylor Swift and others. And um, it was just an awesome uh, series. It's currently, right now, I just happened to stumble upon that it is the most watched show on Netflix. I would just highly recommend it if you haven't tuned in. So I think it's awesome. Great. Well, I I really value your detailed uh, information about the setting and their names and the plot. And I just really want to say those sex scenes (laughs) are worth watching, people. So (laughs) if you feel like enjoying yourself on a Valentine's Day afternoon, check out Bridgerton if you haven't seen it yet. Okay. 
So moving on to something else that I know we both really love is WandaVision. I love WandaVision so much. Um, the kids and I were so excited to watch this on Disney+. Plus. And when we first sat down as a family, we lost Gabe. Dad left the building. He was like, what is this? I He wanted action and adventure. And we're like, it was like we're watching something, you know, when I was um, growing up in the 80s, I'd watch Leave it to Beaver and, you know, shows that were in black and white. And that's how it started out. I'm like, what's going on? This is not exactly what I expected. And as soon as the episode ended, we're on the edge of our seat. Like there was a cliffhanger. We're like, what? What just happened? So we had to wait for the next week and the next week and the next week. Yeah. Um, Each episode is is weekly. So Wanda Maximoff and Vision, they were in the Avengers. So you can go back to Avengers um, Age of Ultron to meet these characters and what they're all about. But when you're watching WandaVision, you get a second idea. Like, what happened? Because we know what happened to them um, in Endgame. And so going into WandaVision, there's definitely a confusion going on with the time period. And so I highly recommend that you... um, Sit down and watch this because the first episode, you're going to be hooked. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So WandaVision was a big revelation to me. I think it's so smart, inventive, funny, intriguing. Uh, So initially, I was intrigued because we see Wanda and Vision from, you know, MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, are dropped into this TV sitcom situation, and each episode is based on a certain decade. So initially it was the 50s, then the 60s, then the 70s, and it's reminiscent of past familiar shows like Dick Van Dyke and Bewitched. And they were so spot on in their recreation. It was so amazing. Um, But As each episode goes on, you realize something is not quite right, and you learn more and more as each episode passes. Oh my gosh, it has been so exciting, and it's like this little puzzle where we're trying to put it together and figure things out. We're like, what is going on? Because it's blowing your mind. If you haven't watched us, people, it like each episode blows your mind because it's just hard to pinpoint unless you're actually watching it, but it's you should really tune in and give it a shot if you haven't watched it yet. Um, there's theories that suggest Wanda may be the strongest person in this MCU. Oh my gosh, I, I, I just can't wait to see what happens. There has been super strong ratings for this series, and Elizabeth Olsen is so good as Wanda Maximoff, and Paul Bettany as Vision. And I say, watch it. Yes. We give it two thumbs up over here. Okay, Brooke, tell me something else that you've uh, been watching. Uh, So I was recommended by a friend to watch The Little Things. And uh, I will say that this is on HBO Max currently. That's where I watched it. And it's directed by John Lee Hancock, and starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. And I was like, oh, I like all these people. So let me give this a whirl. I was surprised at how Denzel Washington's character 
was portrayed and his appearance. And I just uh, found out yesterday while we were driving, um, Gabe looked it up and it was a prosthetic um, that he was wearing. Cause I'm like, oh, wow, he's really changed. He doesn't look like the equalizer anymore. <laughs> but uh, Denzel Washington's character is a deputy sheriff um, in Los Angeles. And there he is so focused on um, this serial killer that has been uh, terrorizing the city on the loose. And he's harming a lot of people. And he leaves his mark. And it just... Denzel is so um, driven to find out who this, he wants to catch this serial killer. I really, truly think that Denzel Washington is going to be nominated for Best Actor. Um, There was a scene where he was at home and just going over the victims um, uh, of the serial killer. And that scene just just my heart was moved for him as a as an actor. I was just like, you know, it just seemed like we were in somebody's space, just a fly on the wall. You know, that was he was in the moment big time. He did a very, very good job. Rami Malek also did an amazing performance as well as Jared Leto. And if you're into mystery, crime, and really, really, really good acting, I highly recommend this this uh, drama. I watched it too, Brooke, and it was really good. I love all these three actors. I think that they're all so good. So I was really excited to watch it. And um, I agree with you. It's uh, They did an amazing job. Jared Leto, man, he looked crazy. I think they he was he had prosthetics too. Yes, I'm he like, did. Uh, that is not Jared Leto. I know. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait one minute. So, uh, and then yeah. it just makes you really, really, really want to be careful when you go out. You know, I know. Keep your eyes open, people. It's a sh- it's shocking this film. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch it, people. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, so you know something else on HBO Max that I uh, watched is Flight Attendant. So this is a comedy thriller with Kaylee Cuoco, who plays Cassie, a flight attendant with a drinking problem who wakes up next to a dead man after a one night stand. And now she has to figure out what happened while being chased by the police and criminals. Uh, It's funny. It's entertaining. But it also contains very real human issues. Cassie has to deal with uh, her past and how alcohol plays a prominent role in her life and how it affects her current relationships. I was extremely impressed with Kaylee, and I am not surprised uh, that she received a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress. Uh, I don't know if you've recently uh, seen or heard, but she was like highly emotional when she got that uh, recognition, which I just think is very sweet. She really poured her heart in this, and it's a great show. I recommend it highly. So it's something people should watch. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, Brooke, what else has captured your attention? Okay. So another friend had introduced to me, uh, it's a German TV series, and it's called 
Arthur's Law. And in German, I don't know how to speak German, but I'm going to go ahead and go for it. Arthur's Gesetz. That's how I believe I'm going to say it in German if I were to. You did to... it good. You did that good. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so this is Arthur's Law in uh, German. It's a German film. So it is all subtitles. And I was so thankful that my friend recommended me to watch a all subtitle show because then I will not be surfing around on social media. And it was great because then I got to read and I really got to focus on what I'm watching. So I didn't have to watch it again. Um, and even though I would totally watch this again, because I did end up falling in love with these actors and Arthur, and it's pronounced in the show, Atua, and he is... Turning, he just turned 50 on his birthday, and you see he's in a marriage, and she um, wishes him happy birthday, and he's got this prosthetic hand, and we get to find out what happened to his hand and why it's missing. Um, and I'm not going to tell you how he loses his hand. I am not going to do that because it's so much better going into this series not knowing too much about it because every single episode is so exciting. Every episode is so exciting. So he's kind of pathetic and <laughs> um, he goes off to work and it's just, you feel bad for the guy, but things start turning around and this series just gets crazy, crazy good episode after episode there is a cliffhanger and good thing you can just binge right through it because it is, it is entirely good. Um, there's a fair, there's this gang, um, out there. So there's crime, there's homicide. Um, this show is a dark humor. So it's funny, but it's, you know, it's got a little bit of graphic nature as well. And, doing all this crime and getting all this drama mixed up. There's, you know, they just try to keep covering things up and it just more and more keep getting exposed. So it was almost circus-like, you know, there was just so much going on. And I highly recommend you to watch this. You, you will love it. It is so funny and good. What's it on? HBO Max. Oh, okay. Yes. So, Please enjoy this German subtitles. Uh, it was so entertaining. What else have you watched, Diana? Okay, so I am watching Firefly Lane. So a family member recommended this movie to me, and I was surprised that it hooked me. I had looked it up. It had uh, mediocre reviews, but it claimed the top spot on Netflix. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to give this a shot. And I started binge watching it all this past week. Uh, it stars uh, Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk. And it's a story about a decades long relationship between two best friends. And the story bounces from the 70s, 80s and 2000s, along with all the drama and the messiness of life and how these two women go through highs and lows. And I love when a story encompasses a lifetime of important moments. So um, it sort of reminded me of the movie Beaches because of how different their personalities are. 
and how each misses what the other one has. Um, but I have a childhood friend and I value our incredible friendship. So it sort of reminded me of how lucky I am to have that. And so I would really recommend this, uh, this show. It's out on Netflix. I can't wait to watch it. To me, it's really about friendship, um, the value of it. So yeah, so it's really good. Very cute. I know I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to check this out. <laughs> yeah. This looks good. Okay, Brooke, tell me, are there any other shows or movies that, you know, have really captured your attention? Yes. Okay. So I was surfing around and this one I picked on my own and it stars our little Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, oh. Maisie Williams. And this show is called Two Weeks to Live. And this is um, a, a series that is based in Scotland. And this young lady, she's about 21 years old. She, um, she basically, she goes on a little mission to honor her father and her dad who passed away. Oh man, I actually don't want to tell you how he passed away yeah. and why she's out on this mission. But it's very important to her to be set out on this mission. And she runs into some issues by meeting these people. And she seems totally clueless about social society and civilization altogether. Because it seems like she was kind of growing up off grid. And you see her walking into a bar and she's like stumbling on all her feet, like as if she had about eight and she's <laughs> tripping into this bar. This is also another dark comedy. And she meets these people and they actually pull a prank on her and they thought it would be funny, but it ended up backfiring 100%. So this is another show that will keep you on the edge of your seat episode after episode, something happens and you're like, I'm going to have to watch the next episode right now. It was funny <laughs> because I, I told myself, I'm only going to watch one episode of this tonight and I'm going to watch as many shows and movies as I possibly can to report back to Diana. Well, <laughs> I love that's that. That's why I only have a couple shows to watch because I watched all of them. You know, wow. every episode of this. So I completed these series. Um, and I was just so excited about this show right as soon as the, se the first episode ended. I had to see the next one. And this show will not disappoint you. I know it will not disappoint you. It is so good. And it's cute to see her because we loved her. We saw her yes. grow up in Game of Thrones. And I highly recommend this show. You will love it. Oh, where's my list? I got to add know. to it. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. Um, and the next show that I'm going to bring up, it's recommended by my cousin. And um, it's called Crime Scene Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. And I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, dear. Here we go. Ah, uh, fine. I will just watch it then. <laughs> so the first episode, okay, so I'm painting my nails at night. The kids are all asleep. I'm at my desk. I have my dark kitchen to my left and I have my hallway 
which is dark to my right. And in front of me, I have my front door, which has a piece of glass, which is also dark outside. So I put my headphones on. I'm watching it on my phone, painting my nails. So I'm getting like this really amazing sound, right? The music is eerie. It's a documentary about the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, California. And this hotel is the hotel that American Horror Story filmed Hotel off of. Now, if you watched American Horror Story Hotel, you know that that is one scary hotel. Watching Crime Scene, The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel was even more scary to me. To me. The reason why it is, I've always feared um, the real life horror stories, okay? The ones that truly happen really haunt me. They, they just, it just seems too real. This is a documentary based on stories that have really happened at the hotel. I never knew that this was even a possibility, like that much um, mystery and crime at a one single place. So this hotel is in a district of LA called Skid Row. Some of you know what Skid Row is. I actually have heard the term Skid Row, didn't know what was involved. So um, if you know Skid Row, you know that this hotel is in a really shady neighborhood. And what happened that they're folk, what they're focusing on is a disappearance of a foreign girl, young lady. And I'm just not sure how she ended up there. I, from the first episode, I did not understand how she got there. So I continue to watch it, but I'm painting my nails in the dark (laughs) and I'm getting goosebumps and I'm looking left and I'm looking right the whole night. So I go to bed and I'm done and I'm like, I can't really sleep. It was really, it got to me. Wow. And because it's a true story. And then I start, you know, I'm concerned about society and crime and praying for others that this never happens. You know, this needs to stop. But it is a very good story. And I think um, I'm not into spoiling things for people. Uh, It's really hard to do a podcast on TV and film, you guys, because I don't like to spoil things. So I'm only (laughs) giving you information that I can to drive you in, okay? And I hope that my animation and my tone of voice can get you there, okay? Whatever you need to do to get there, get there. Listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. You are getting closer. Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the CISO Hotel on Netflix. If you're in for a thrill, this is worth watching. That's so good. <laughs> okay, okay, Brooke. Okay, Brooke, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll lock my doors. And yes, I'll, please. Yes. I'll sit with my a little cross in front of me, some yes. gar- garlic. I don't know yes. what else. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know what else I could have next to me, but... Uh, it's interesting. It. It's definitely interesting. Um, on a lighter note, we're binging... I'm kind of like in and out. I do not just sit there and watch this particular show. I've seen all the episodes uh, growing up as a young person. 
And right now, I'm so glad that we subscribed to HBO Max because it's opened up so many shows uh, for the family as well. And I had been waiting for my child or my children, in fact, to watch this show uh, because I knew how much they would enjoy it and love it. And that's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air starring Will Smith. And for years, I sing the song, the intro song to my kids. And they're like, oh, I really can't wait to watch this show. And they are completely hooked. We all sing it when it starts. It's so much fun. I love seeing... Will Smith, um, you know, as a as a young person, he reminds me of the like silhouette of my young adult child at home. And so it just in my eyes, I see how much he's grown as a person, as a man in this world of entertainment. And he's influenced so much of my life. Uh, through this show. And now he's able to reach the arms of my kids and they get to uh, enjoy um, the 90s time period that I love so, so much. And to watch these actors. Um, I mean, we've even got some special guests in this show. I think even Donald Trump appears in this show. <laughs> At some point, we've got a wide range. We got Tyra Banks. We just saw Naomi Campbell. Um, DJ Jazzy Jeff is in this show. Don Cheadle, he comes in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, there's so much going on in this in this show, this series that was just incredible fashion. Um, and so I'm so glad that my kids love it. And so we're also binging that. As well. That's as so cool. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch the reunion? Not yet. I know you talked about it, and I do look okay. forward to watching that soon because I know that there was uh, two of his aunties. Um, yes. Had two. So I just yes. wasn't sure which auntie that I was going to be looking out for in uh, one of the discussions that you and I have had. Yeah. So, so it's a great reunion, and that's a great show and i love it yes well it's so thank good. you yeah um i did want to just bring up quickly uh the mandalorian and how much we love that show and how good it is and how much i can rewatch those episodes i just love the mandalorian um uh dinjarin um Kara Dune and Baby Grogu, uh, those are my my favorite characters. And I just as I um, as we got to our destination driving yesterday, I found out some terrible news. Kara uh, Dune will not be going back to the Mandalorian. Apparently, she was let go from the show. So I just wanted to voice how sorry and how sad I am to hear that because she is my um, one of my favorite strong female characters in TV and film. And I just loved looking at her. I loved her, her character, how strong she was as a person, her skills, her strategies. She was so she was so trained. She served. I think she was in the rebel um, army. Um, I have to check my facts, but so she was a very strong 
uh, character. She was beautiful. I love looking at her face, her body, everything. She was just so cool. And so I'm really sorry to see her go. And I'm, I'm not sure that she'll ever be replaced. So Cara Dune, we love you. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. You got me onto that. You and my son, Jonathan, were like, mom, and you're all, Diana, watch this, watch mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll uh, uh, reestablish my uh, a Disney Plus account yes. and uh, I'll tune in. And I did. And I did really enjoy it. It was really good. Um, the season finale just... You know, I didn't realize it was ending when it did, but I thought this is a really great episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is happening. And then it got toward the end and I can't divulge what happens, but I was like, what, what? Oh my God. Yes. So, um, and then just, you know, Grogu, Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. I'm like, oh my God, that relationship, that relationship is what drives me to watch it because I love that relationship so much uh, with him, the Mandalorian caring for Grogu so much and his heart is, you know, they're just connected and they love each other and they need each other. And it's just, it's so heartwarming. It's so heartwarming. And that's what drives me to the show. And then, of course, there's all this action and cinematography and special effects. And that's just all so great. So, yes, I would recommend watching that. Oh, thank you for saying those nice things. Yeah. What else are you watching? Well, I um, watched a movie that I was totally surprised by. Uh, the reason I watched it is it is on Apple TV, and it was uh, one of the highest, uh, I think, rated shows. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to tune in. And that is Palmer. So it stars Justin Timberlake. And his co-star is the seven-year-old writer, Alan, who is, you guys, he is amazing. He is, this is his first film. Man, this little boy captures your heart. Oh, my goodness. It's an unlikely friendship between an ex-con and a sweet young boy who is bullied because he doesn't conform to gender norms. Um, you know, he loves dolls and, and dressing up as a fairy. And it's just so good. And it's Justin Timberlake, as you have never seen him before. Um, just this relationship is so moving. And it's heartbreaking. And I really recommend that you watch it. It's really, really good. It's on Apple TV. So tune into that. So last night, uh, or actually not last night, Friday night, a new movie came out. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I was recommended this by a friend who uh, had seen it and said, you have to watch it. It is my favorite movie. I think it should win all the awards out there. And so I had to tune in. And I have to tell you, man, uh, it's a powerful American biographical film. And it tells the story of an FBI informant, William O'Neill, um, who is pressured to be an informant because he had some petty crimes and they basically, you know, strong, you know, arm him into doing this. He has to infiltrate the Illinois Black Panther Party 
because they want him to bring down the charismatic leader, Chairman Fred Hampton. You guys, this movie is so eye-opening. You have to watch it. You will learn so much. And it's just, it's it's scary um, what things can happen. Um, well, you have to watch it. I don't want to give too much away, although it is history, so you you will know about it. But don't don't read anything. Just go and watch it. But I have to say, um, Daniel uh, Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are their acting is just so amazing, and uh, they're getting a lot of Oscar buzz for nominations. Um, in fact, I think. Uh, I, I don't want to speak uh, too uh, too soon. I'm not sure if they already have, uh, if something's been nominated on the short list or not. But you have to watch it. It's just an incredible film. And uh, I highly recommend it. I also watched Malcolm and Marie on Netflix with um, Zendaya and John David Washington. Now, I have to say, I went in watching this and it did not have good reviews. I will say all the critics do not like this film. But saying that, I had to watch it because Zendaya was in it. I'm like, I have to see her. And it was in black and white. And I'm like, I want to watch it. So I tuned in. Something about it captured me. And I don't know, it was filmed in black and white. It was filmed on 35 millimeter. It was just them two. It was one night of them and their relationship. But hearing them in this up and down, um, back and forth, part discussion, part argument was very interesting. And parts of it really captured me. And uh, it, I think Zendaya is just such an incredible actress. And I know, Brooke, you have said this so many times about her. But I just think that this is another vehicle where she shines. Um, she is so good. And so while this may not be for everybody, I thought it was important for me to watch it, and I liked it. And uh, if you appreciate acting and want to see someone do a really good job and just want to look at something different, it's it's very different than other uh, shows and movies that are out there. And if you're if you can at least appreciate that, then you'll you'll appreciate the movie. Great. I also, you know, I've also talked a little bit about Servant in the Past, which is on Apple TV and M. Night Shyamalan. It's uh, it's in season two, but I just wanted to bring it up again because it's really good. It's considered a horror film, but I do want to let people know it's not like people are being killed or or uh, slashed or anything like that. It's more like very creepy, really weird happenings. And uh, it's very absorbing. Every single episode, I'm like, what just happened? What does that mean? You know, it's about a couple, uh, they hire a nanny. And again, I don't want to give too much away because just saying anything about that couple and their baby and the nanny will give so too much away. Um, but it's just very engrossing. And you just, oh, you cannot wait for the next episode because it always leaves you with a cliffhanger every single episode. And so it's, uh, if you like that, if you like being like scared and watching something, it's really good. And I, too, want to bring up something fun because, you know, people like to watch things that are funny. And I stumbled upon Resident Alien. I, I think there's only three episodes out. It's about an alien that crash lands on Earth 
and has to take over the body of a human, which is a doctor, and he's thrown into this uh, town, I believe, in Colorado, and it's hysterically funny. It's so funny. Uh, the, the only one that knows he's an alien is this nine-year-old boy who can see him as an alien. And oh my God, the characters in this are not like normal characters. They all have their their things going on with them. And it's such a crack up. It's such a relief. I was laughing out loud. My husband heard me. He's all, what are you laughing about? He came and sat down and he was laughing. It's really funny. If you just want to watch and just have fun and and not take anything too seriously, turn into Resident Alien. Sounds it, cute. I love it. Yes. So it's really fun. And just the last thing I want to mention um, that I've been watching is Big Sky on CBS. And this is on, you know, regular cable TV. So if anybody doesn't have streaming and they want to watch something, you can watch this also. It's a great crime thriller. It starts off with two girls being kidnapped and held captive, actually three. A lot of my coworkers are watching this and they really love it. So it's uh, an entertaining show. So I would tune into that too. Awesome. Thank you so much for your recommendations, Diana. Thank you. Thank you for yours, Brooke. I cannot wait to watch some of the things that I haven't seen that you've brought up. I can't wait to tune in. Oh, great. You're going to love it. I will uh, put this up on our blog so you can uh, check out all the movies. Uh, We'll have them listed there for you so you can know what to watch next. Yes, please. Enjoy the fun. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please listen to us on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, we really need your feedback. Yes, and we'll also be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks, and our next show will be honoring Women's History Month with shows and movies about women. So you can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.